Hi, my gems. Niara Jasmine here, and you are now tuned in to the Growing Gardenias podcast. In this space, we have candid conversations about mental health, mental wellness, trauma, healing, and the other hard stuff we don't like to talk about. Always remember, you are still growing and still learning daily, and you are never alone. So grab your tea or your wine, sit back and relax, and let's get started. Wow. Hi, my gems. Happy New Year. Thank you for tuning in. It's been such a long time since I've posted an episode. I'm so sorry. Life happened. I know it's been forever and some of y'all have been reaching out to me inquiring about new episodes for a minute. We're back. We are back. We are better. We are stronger. We are grounded. We have a new intro. Tell me if y'all like it, but I definitely owe y'all an explanation for the months long hiatus and you will get one I promise this episode is more of a story time and as you can see it's titled trusting the transition and I really want to be transparent about what has been going on and how I was forced to trust the transition for those of you who might be struggling with things not going your way or you feeling like you're not settled or you're not grounded or you're not living in your purpose you're not doing what you feel like you were meant to do or called to do this is for you so if you know me or you've been listening to this podcast you're an og gem oh i like that okay then you know that my life goal is to be a clinical psychologist i want to do work in the black community I'm focused on trauma and healing in the black community, specifically intergenerational trauma, racial trauma, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so y'all know that about me. So the story starts like this. I apply to two PhD programs, only two because, which a lot of people thought I was like crazy for doing, but I was very set in the fact that if specific people weren't doing the research that I was interested in. So working in the black community, then I wasn't going to waste my time or my money or my energy to apply. So I only ended up applying to two schools. There were more people doing the work that I want to do, but there were just other situations like maybe they were out of school that I didn't want to go to or a place that I didn't want to live in or um, they weren't accepting students this year. So I only applied to two schools one in Boston and one in Georgia. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, clinical psychology PhD programs are very, very competitive. And so I was fortunate enough to get interviews and everything was fine. You know, I felt good about the interviews. I was like, I'm getting in hands down. You know, I'm not even worried. Here is where trusting the transition begins. So your girl was waitlisted, not for one school, for both schools. So automatically my mind went to the words. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm waitlisted. I'm not going to get in. I'm never going to be a clinical psychologist. I just went on and on and on. I felt so defeated because it's like, damn, I worked so hard for this and I'm waitlisted. Like, are y'all okay? Why would you waitlist me? So I'm all upset. I'm confused. I'm like, you know, is there something wrong with me? Am I not a good enough applicant? Like I was really questioning myself and I felt really, really bad. And I remember I was with my best friend, shout out to Joy and her business, Build Black, Give Back, because she's lit. But anyway, we were in Puerto Rico and I got the waitlist email and I just started crying. And I was like, damn, I should have turned off my email notification while I was on vacation because I was so upset. And I was like, well, damn, well, now what? And I remember she gave me a hug and she's like, it's okay, best friend. She just spoke so much life into me. Sidebar, I'll do another episode about this, but get you friends that speak life and blessings into you and over you because wow, I was losing it and she was right there literally 
holding me while I was bawling my eyes out because I was like, wow, my life is over. I didn't get in. So waitlist is not a rejection, but it's also not an acceptance right away. So I was very upset. Anyway, we're in Puerto Rico and and I'm trying to have a good time despite the news that I just received. We prayed and although I was really nervous about what the outcome was going to be, I said, you know what? I'm getting accepted some way, somehow. I'm going to get accepted into one of these schools. God is going to make it happen. The universe is going to make it happen. It's happening. That's it. I'm starting my PhD program in 2021. That is it. So that's the start. And we didn't even get to the meat and potatoes of the story yet, of the trusting the transition part yet but just keep how I started in mind. So anyway, fast forward, maybe about a week or two later, I got an email from my mentor now, shout out to her, saying basically like, you know, keep your head up. We're fighting for you. We want you in our lab. So I'm just like, okay, you know, I'll try to stay positive. I'll try to stay strong, whatever. Cause it's like crushing. Like, you know, you put your all into something and then for it to not work out as you planned, it's hard to deal with. It's a hard pill to swallow. So literally that same afternoon, I remember she emailed me in the afternoon because I was at work. And that same afternoon into the evening, I got an email that said, update on your admissions application. Congratulations. I kid you not, I fell to my knees and I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I ran to the kitchen. I told my mom, I said, I got into a PhD program. I'm in, I'm here. Like, is about to happen. So I didn't tell a lot of people um, just because growing up Haitian, you know, well, maybe I don't know, but Haitians are very like, you don't tell anybody anything until it's already set in stone. So I just told like my closest people like, yeah, you know, I got in blah, blah, blah. Right. So I'm thinking everything is fine. I was like, okay, cool. I'm moving to Georgia. Now it's time to look for apartments. It's time to, you know, get a move on things because school starts in August. Okay. And up until this point, everything was cool. So fast forward, I get to Georgia. Um, I find an apartment, move in. Everything is fine. I'm like, cool. I'm starting at this school. Everything is great. Whatever. It's my first apartment. It's my first time living away from my family. Like all my friends and family are in New York. I don't know anybody in Georgia. No, that's not true. I knew one person in Georgia. But you know, the majority of my family and friends in New York, not close to me at all. So you know, it's definitely a transition. I'm getting used to living by myself, but I'm I'm excited because I'm like, you know, I have a cute apartment. I'm doing well. Like I'm about to start school. Things are fine. So the first test from the Lord was a situation in my apartment. So to my surprise, I discovered that this apartment had a book lice infestation. Now, I am from Brooklyn, New York. I had never heard of book lice. I had never seen book lice. So I'm like, what the hell are these little bugs? I just kept seeing these little bugs like around my kitchen area, um, just in everything. And I'm like, okay, what are these bugs? So it took me a couple of weeks to figure out what they were and figure out what causes them and all this stuff. And they're very, very, very small. Like if you don't have good vision, you probably can't see them because I could barely see them until I saw like a little dot, what looked like a speck of, of dust or something running. So I was like, oh gosh, like what is this? What is happening? What is going on? So 
I have been battling with my leasing office because I had to throw away a lot of stuff just because I didn't know what they were in, you know, if they've gotten into all my stuff. So just to be safe, I threw out a lot of my things, which was a lot of money wasted. And so it was a whole battle with my leasing office and it still is because they have the right one. Sidebar, advocate for yourself always always because they got the right one like I'm not done fighting this anyways back to the story so now there's this thing with the bugs in my apartment and then another test from the lord obviously my mentor tells us hey I'm switching universities you have the option to stay at the original school that we applied to or move to another school with her the new school that she was applying to and so it's like well damn um I don't know. Like I just got here. I don't even know what's going on. I have this situation with the bugs in my apartment and now I have to make this really big decision regarding my life because, you know, it's two different PhD programs. And also just for context, the new school was in a different city in Georgia. So I would have to break a lease and move. So you can imagine the stress and the anxiety for me in particular, growing up in survival mode. And I don't know if others can relate to this, but When I don't feel secure somewhere, I'm just like really uneasy. I get really, really anxious and I don't feel settled. Like my spirit isn't settled. And so because I had to make a decision after I thought that I was already settled and I was fine and I was set in stone to go to this one university, I was very unsettled. I was very uneasy. I just did not feel good. I did not feel secure and I don't like not feeling secure. So is just a lot of stress. So after a few months of like deliberation, and then we also had to kind of make a decision quickly because it's like, okay, school starts in August. And this was like the middle of the summer kind of. So of course I was pissed. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like what, what is happening? What are y'all doing to me here? You know, I left my friends and my family in New York. Like it was to the point where I was saying, you know what, maybe like, I'm not supposed to be in a PhD program this season. Because I was just so stressed out and I'm like, okay, like what is going on? Like this is just not right. So it was a lot of like back and forth with like my mentor, my lab sisters, my mom, my friends just having that space, my therapist just having that space to talk about what I'm feeling and like all the uncertainty. So I decided that I was going to stay in the first school. It took me a while, but I felt good about that decision. I said, you know what? My mentor will be at another university, but I can still receive her support. I don't have to break my lease. Um, I don't have to deal with all of this stuff. Like I'll be settled in a sense, right? Then the university, the first one started making it very difficult, like adding on all these things that they hadn't said before. So I was like, okay, all right. I'm going to switch universities with my mentor. And when I'm explaining it now, I know it sounds like, okay, that was an easy decision. But at the time, it was a very hard decision just because like I had just moved. I had spent most of my money moving. My family had already helped me move one time, so they wouldn't be able to come down again to help me move again. It's just like the thought of breaking a lease and then I had gotten rid of all my stuff and then moving to a new city again within like what less than two months is just it was too much it was just way too much and on top of all of that full transparency also navigating a lot of unhealed trauma that I realized was coming up just whether it had been in my relationships with people or whatever it's just a lot coming up 
at one time and I very much felt like I was drowning and I'm like well damn it's been like blow after blow after blow like what's really good here like what are we doing here and before I even started the program I literally was like you know what I'm taking my ass back to Brooklyn because clearly this is not meant for me like I always also believe like things that are meant for you will happen seamlessly I held that belief I had that belief and so the fact that this was not seamless at all, it was a hot mess. It was all over the place. I was starting to think like, okay, this is just not meant for me and I need to not be in any program and go back and go get my job and just try again next year or change my career. Literally, like that's how I was thinking. So again, now we have a decision. Okay, I'm going to this new school. It's in a new city. It's about an hour and a half away from the city that I'm currently in. The next step was that now I had to quickly and suddenly find an apartment in the new city. So I'm asking some people that are in Georgia that I had just met, the person I know in Georgia, my mom, my uncle, like everybody in my family, my friends are helping me look for apartments they're sending me links like go check this out go check that out shout out to my lab sister Shanti because she really held it down with coming with me to the different apartment tours in the new city um it was just a lot it was really a lot and then also we were fighting for funding to receive like emergency funding for like the sudden move because we were all kind of affected in some way and we weren't really getting any extra financial support from either university so it's kind of like damn I got to come out of my pocket and like it was just really a big inconvenience keep in mind that this episode is called trusting the transition again because I literally had to trust the transition and I will say I did not have this mindset while everything was happening I was very much anxious I was very much overwhelmed I was very much defeated I very much felt like okay why is this happening like what is the lesson here I'm tired of learning life lessons like why can't something just go right that's how I felt and so um I had reached out to some people in my cohort and they sent me like a, a free moving company so Met this person. He helped me find an apartment within my budget because, you know, PhD students, we are on stipends. So it's not like an actual job or whatever. So I needed something that I can afford. Again, fast forward, find an apartment. Fun fact about me and the people who are close to me know this. I am, I must have a phobia or something, but I am very, very, very terrified of like cockroaches, like those big, like flying ones. I just can't handle them. So I find this apartment in the new city. It's in the good price price range. It's close to the new school. Everything seems fine. So my uncle comes down. He helps me move or that was a plan to help me move my stuff from the old apartment to the new apartment. As much stuff as I was taking with me, because remember, I had thrown away a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff I was just nervous to take with me because I don't want to bring those little bugs with me to the new place. Right. So I see the apartment during the day um, and I'm like, oh my God, okay, this is great. This is for one person. I'll be fine. Like, this is nice. I can do this. It's close to the school. This works. This works. So it finally starts to seem like, okay, maybe things are starting to fall into place again. It's working out. It was hell, but it's working out. My uncle and I grabbed some dinner and he's like, oh, like, let's just go look in the apartment. Okay. It's nighttime now. So mind you, we're in Georgia. Keep that in mind. Okay, so go into the apartment, you know, I open the door, turn on the light and the apartment is very small. So one bedroom, 500 square feet, it's pretty tiny, um, but it's spacious on the inside. Open the light and I just see this big black thing in the corner. And I remember saying, 
Oh, Lord, please don't let that be what I think it is. Please don't do it to me, Lord. Walk up a little closer to it, and it's exactly what I thought it was. It was a big, huge-ass cockroach, and I said, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. So my uncle kills it. Thank God he was there because I probably would have passed out. My uncle kills it, and I'm like, hmm, okay. So then I'm in the kitchen, and... You know, I'm just looking around, inspecting things, and I see like a little smaller like roach on the ceiling. And I'm like, oh God, okay. I said, okay. Cause like those big ones, those come from outside. Little ones, however, they do not come from outside. They come from inside. So I was like, damn, okay. I'm already in my head like, mm, that's number two. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this, right? So then I'm in the kitchen and I hear my uncle stomping on something in the bedroom. And I'm like, what is that? What are you doing? So he comes out and he's like, knee, don't freak out. But I just killed another one. I said, you just killed another what? He said, another big one. I said, oh Lord Jesus. So I go in the room and there it is, another big, huge cockroach. And So at that point, I text the landlord and I said, hey, I just saw two big ass cockroaches. I already told you I can't deal with bugs. You know, you told me and I had already signed the lease. Also, keep that in mind. You told me like, you know, this is a bug free, you know, apartment. And granted, it's Georgia and like bugs, I'm sure come from outside or whatever. But I'm like, bro, two. Well, actually, three, two big ones and a little one. Come on. That's kind of OD. So she's like, oh, Niara, those are palmetto bugs. They come from outside. Um, You know, a lot of people have been in and out of the apartment painting and waxing and da 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 They left the window open. So they did leave the window open. So I said, you know what? It had just rained. They're, They're like, I guess, water bugs, whatever. So like, you know, they'd be outside, especially after it rains. So I'm like, you know what? All right, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I closed the window. I said, okay, cool, whatever. So my uncle and I are talking just regular and out of the corner of both of our eyes, we just see something zoom by. And so we both turn suddenly and we're like, oh God, did you see that? And my uncle's like, yeah, I saw that. So we go in the bathroom, turn on the light. Another, this one was like the biggest out of all of them. It was huge. That bad boy was huge, like Oh my gosh. I don't, ugh. Anyways, it was big as hell. And I said, oh no. So at that point, I just started crying because I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't live here. I can't do this. Cause like, if my uncle wasn't there, first of all, I probably would have been just ran out and left. I can't deal with that. Like, and anyone who knows me knows, like, I literally have a phobia of like cockroaches, roaches. I just can't deal with it. I cannot handle it. It's too much for me. And I go into like panic. So I just started crying. I call my mom. I'm like, mom, this apartment has roaches. What do I do? I signed the lease already. And my mom, like poor, poor lady, she's in Brooklyn. She's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I don't know. Blah, blah. So my uncle's like, no, 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 knee. Like stop crying. Don't worry. Like we'll, we'll fog it out. Um, like the the bomb, like the raid bomb, we'll fog it out. We'll get um like bait gel so you won't see this issue, yada, 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 right? So I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. Close the window, cool. We put a fogger in there. And then the I, because I was complaining to the landlord, she also sent like the maintenance people to come and also um like seal up any cracks is what she said, whatever she said. We come the next morning and... First thing I see, a, a very much alive, another big ass cockroach right in the front of the apartment. So now the apartment was on the fourth, uh, no, not fourth, sorry, first floor, right by the door. 
and there's a lot of shrubs and stuff around. So like, you know, they'd be in trees and stuff and in bushes and stuff like that. So I said, oh dear God, it was fully alive. It was just running around and it's like, damn, I'm on the first floor. Like if there's going to be a cockroach that comes inside from outside, it's not going to go upstairs. It's going to be right on the first floor. So I'm like, yeah, no, this is not going to work. So, you know, we go inside, close the door real fast so it doesn't get in. Walk inside, you we smell all the chemicals and everything. I'm like, okay, so they fogged it too, you know. And what do I see? I see like a it wasn't a big huge one, but it was like a good decent size one, like a medium size, um, another one just crawling in the living room like like he run the place. So at that point, my uncle's looking at my face and he's like, You can't live here, right? And I'm like, Oh, you know me so well. Absolutely not. I cannot do this. No. Cause if I gotta be battling big cockroaches, like I'm not going to be able to like be comfortable. Like I can't deal with that. That's just too much for me. So cause I didn't even kill any of the ones that were there. Like if he wasn't there, I told you I, I would have been out of there. Like I probably would have passed out. Honestly, not to be dramatic, but literally, like, I just can't deal with it. So, yeah, we're, like, looking at each other and we're, like, damn, like, okay, because I signed the lease already. And you know how landlords are. They are, you know, money hungry. Not just landlords, but, like, leasing companies and whatever. Money hungry. So I'm, like, damn, I paid the security deposit and I paid the prorated amount for the first month of rent, which altogether was like a little over $1,200. I'm like, you know what? The landlord, she was a black woman. So I'm like, you know, maybe she'll understand. Like, I'm just a young black woman trying to get a higher education. You know, my family's not from here. I'm not from here. Moved down here. This was like a situation that happened. You know, maybe she'll be understanding Um, because I signed the lease less than 24 hours ago. Like it had not even been a full day. Like the ink probably didn't even dry yet. Right. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe she'll just be understanding. So I was like, hey, like, you know, I don't, I have like a phobia. I really can't deal with this. Um, you can keep the security deposit, which is $500 for the inconvenience, but can I have the the rent back? Because I didn't move in. I didn't manipulate the apartment anyway. I, the wax was still sticky on the damn floor. Like I literally did not move in. So, you know, I'm over here thinking like, she's going to be nice about it. And like, oh no, I understand. I'm so sorry. You know what this lady said? And I'm going to say lady because that's not really the word I want to say, but I'm working on being nicer. So this woman says, oh, well, you should have disclosed that you had a roach phobia. Otherwise I would have acted accordingly. What? I was like, what? What are you saying? What do you mean you would have acted accordingly? You would have made sure there wasn't no roaches there? Like, what What the hell are you saying? So I was pissed. I was pissed. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, this is another L. It's been L after L after L. And I was saying that. I was like, damn, ever since I got to Georgia, it's been L after L after L. Clearly, I am not supposed to be in Georgia. That was my mindset. So that woman did not give me my money back. And so I lost over $1,200, but I just know myself and I know I could not move in there. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. It's like, I'd rather have the peace of mind. So come back to this apartment. And I was about to go off on my, where I live right now. I was about to go off on them. Cause it's like, oh, I got an apartment in Atlanta. I'm straight, whatever. Like we about to, we're out of here. Came back. And I also had to fight with these people. Cause I'm like, I'm not living in this apartment and there's bugs. I'm not going to be paying rent and paying all these bills in here. And there's bugs in here. So y'all need to do something. And we kind of had to like, you know, not turn up a little bit, but turn up in like a professional way. Like 
we calmly let them know, well, me, like, you know, I'm professional, but I'm also not the one, like, don't play with me. And so, you know, things got better. Obviously, I'm still here. It's great. I love my apartment now. It's cool. Um, But at the time, it just felt like from every aspect, like, things were hitting me. And I felt so alone because I'm like, all the people who I could just be like, hey, can we go get a drink? Like, I'm stressed out, you know. All my people were in New York. So I'm like, damn, like not only am I being hit from every angle, I also feel super, super alone. So it was just like very, I wouldn't say I got depressed, but I was very, very, very down. I was not myself and I felt horrible. And I was like, damn, I should not have come to Georgia. And people who have me on um, Instagram saw that I was like, damn, I regret coming here. I hate it here. Like I literally was singing that tune every day. I just really was not feeling it. I was not settled. I was so uncomfortable. But I think I've probably have mentioned before, like change is very uncomfortable. And especially when you don't know what's happening, when you're uncertain, that's very, very uncomfortable and it's very anxiety provoking. And I was so anxious and I was like, wow, you know, what's going on? Like trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel, but I really couldn't see it. I really couldn't. So there was a period where I was just like inside the house and I was just down. And then on top of that, school was starting. So also the stress of now, you know, being a student and trying to like navigate that as well, just being a PhD student for the first time and realizing that we just wear so many different hats. That was a lot as well. And so I was over it. I had mentally checked out. And what I did decide though was I'm not going to move to the new city. I'm just going to commute. So it's like an hour and a half um, away. And because we're in a pandemic, you know, we only had to be in person once a week, which it wasn't too bad. The drive was a little bit annoying from one city to another, but it wasn't too, too bad. So I was like, you know what? Fine. It is what it is. So I finally, and when I say finally, I mean recently, like maybe November, I finally started to feel settled. So I stopped seeing the bugs in here, um, I guess because it got cold. And so they just kind of like all died um, or whatever. I just don't see them anymore. So I I stopped seeing them maybe around like, like October-ish, something around there. Yeah, probably around that time when it starts to get a little um, chilly in Georgia. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, things are working out. You know, I'm in school. I'm doing my thing. Like, it's fine. It was a rocky, rocky, rocky start. But here we are. And now that's the story. That's what's been going on for the last couple of months. Just stress and uh, financial issues with the whole moving and then having to move again and then losing money and da 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 it was just a lot and your girl was over it. and just shout out to my tribe for being here supporting me through it all now back to the title trusting the transition so like I said I did not feel this way in the moment I did not trust the transition I was like, damn, I know I'm in some sort of like transitional life period. And I know that this is a part of my testimony, but it doesn't feel good when things are happening in the moment and you don't have any control and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know basically what you're going to do. It doesn't feel good in the moment. And so this episode is really just to show you like life happens and sometimes you will really get knocked down. Like I didn't know what was going on. I really wanted to come home. I really wanted to quit the program that I didn't even start yet. Like that's how bad I felt. And sometimes when you're going through things, it's really, really hard to see yourself making it out of it. And it's like you only realize that until 
you've made it out of it and you're like, okay, like I did it. But when you're going through something, like it's hard to see that and it's hard to kind of believe that everything is going to work out, especially when things are just hitting you from every angle. It's a lot. And when you're going through something, you are absolutely entitled to be upset. You are absolutely entitled to be angry, to be sad, to feel defeated, to be disappointed. You are so allowed to feel all of those things, all of those things. And those are all valid. I also want you to keep in mind, however, that just because things don't work out as you planned, and I just made a reel about this, but just because things don't work out as you planned or they're not happening how you thought it would happen doesn't mean that forces are not working behind the scenes. So whether those forces are God or the universe or whatever it is that you believe in, it doesn't mean that those forces are not working behind the scenes for you because, and I've said this before in previous episodes, what is for you will never miss you. What is yours will never ever pass you by. Guess what? This PhD program was for me. This was not passing me by. Even though at the time I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm really out of here. And I was really considering it. Like I really had a long talk with myself and my loved ones. Like "Mm, maybe this really is not for me. And again, shout out to the tribe for like really holding it down for me. But all that to say, what's yours is yours and no one and nothing can ever, ever take that away from you. And maybe you won't feel confident in the moment when things are going wrong or things are not happening in the way that you would like or in the way that you had anticipated and so you don't know what to do. But hold that with you. Hold the fact that something that is yours will never stop being yours ever, ever. So instead of, and what I did a lot, and again, it's always easier said than done, but I was really dwelling on like, oh, I moved here and this was supposed to happen this way, but it's like, okay, yeah, it was supposed to happen that way, but it's not. So now what? So instead of dwelling on what should have happened or what could have happened or what didn't happen or what you wanted to happen, instead of dwelling on that, focus on being in the present. Like, okay, how can I take care of myself today? How can I make sure I'm okay today? How can I feel okay today? How can I feel more secure today? How can I feel more grounded today? Worry about that. Well, don't worry, but You know what I mean? Focus on that. Instead of focusing on the shoulda, coulda, would've, that's not doing anything for you. That's not benefiting you in any way except probably making you more anxious or making you feel worse about whatever the situation is. And this situation is pertaining to school for me, but this goes for anything, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a conflict you have with somebody, it doesn't matter what the situation is. Keep the same thing in mind. Like a lot of times when things feel difficult and things feel overwhelming, you are in a transition period. That is all it is. It's like God or the universe, whatever you believe in, is making way for something greater. Because honestly, like I think that the program that I'm in now is a program that I was meant to be in. And granted, if I had stayed in, well, the city that I live in now, the school that I was originally supposed to go to, if I had stayed there, I'm sure I would have been fine. But I wouldn't have met some of the amazing people that I met at the school that I go to. I wouldn't have had some of the experiences that I've got to enjoy. Like, I wouldn't have done all that. And when I think back on it now, it's like, damn, you were really upset. And of course, I had every right to be upset because like my little world was being shaken up and not because of my doing and I had no control over anything. And so, of course, naturally, if you have no control over a situation that you're in, you're going to feel like uneasy and that is normal and that is okay. However, you have to remember 
that everything really is working out in your favor behind the scenes. I promise it is. And even when I look back on how stressed out I was, how defeated I felt, how just uneasy and unsettled I felt, things were working out. Things were being moved. Pieces were being moved for things to work out for me in the end. Now I'm chilling. I'm fine now. Like, And it's like all those months of stressing and I'm fine now. Don't get me wrong. Like school's still stressful. Of course, it's a doctoral program. But like in terms of like life stuff, I feel for the most part, I'm chilling. Like it's like, all right, like, you know, I'm still taking care of me. I'm still showing up for myself. But it's like I was stressing so much and everything worked out. You know, so for whoever needs to hear this, for whoever is going through anything, um, just anything, honestly, because this applies to anything in life that you could possibly go through. Um, and I, I, I get it. You know, I know that life is hard, especially during this pandemic. We got a lot going on, a lot of us. And so I want you to keep in mind that even though you aren't seeing things happening in your face, Things are working for you behind the scenes. Everything is always working out in your favor. Always, always. And so I want you all to keep in mind, please, please trust the transition because it's going to work out. It doesn't matter how long it takes. And again, like I said, please be upset. Cry, get angry, scream, do what you got to do. Be upset. You have that right. You have a right to express your feelings also. But also trust the transition and know that no matter what happens, you're going to be straight. You're going to be good no matter what. And now, like I said, I would be lying if I said I was 100% confident in what, you know, is coming even now. Even though I feel like, you know, I'm in a pretty good space now. I would be lying if I said I was 100% confident in what's even to come. No, like that would be a lie. Yeah, I still worry. I still think about like, mm, what if this? What if that? But what I decided is, all right, I'm going to just choose peace and stop stressing about what should have, could have, didn't happen, did happen. Like, just stop. Just breathe. Just take a second. Stop. Because although these situations can be very stressful and mine, you know, very stressful, but, you know, people do have like some serious things going on. And I totally empathize with that. But just stop for a second and focus on being present because no matter how bad life tries to get you down, life tries to knock you down, no matter how bad it might feel like everything is kind of just crashing down on you, you will be good. I promise. Remind yourself every single day if you have to that everything is always working out in your favor. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this right now, if you made it this far, thank you. I appreciate you. Stop for a second and affirm with me everything is always working out in my favor everything is always working out in my favor good things are always happening to me because everything always works out for me and that's what I want you to keep in mind even if you can't see it even if you can't see the things that are happening for you nothing that's meant for you will pass you by. And I believe that deep down inside. I really, really do. So be so grounded in your faith or again, whatever you believe in and know that. Know that nothing that's yours will never not be yours. It's always going to be yours no matter what happens. It's more so like you getting through it. And um, if you think about it, I'm sure you've been through things before and you thought that you weren't going to make it out and you made it out, right? And you're doing good, right? Same thing. Keep that in mind. Like you are straight. You are good. You're always going to be good no matter what happens, no matter 
who leaves your life, who's in your life, who's not, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're always going to be good. So focus on being in the present moment versus focusing on the past or focusing on the future because that's when anxiety and all that other stuff starts to kick in. Don't even worry about that. Don't even worry about that. Focus on now. Focus on what you can control now. What you can control is your reaction to things. What you can control is maybe how you feel in the moment. What you can control is how you take care of yourself, how you love on yourself, how you nurture your mind, your body, and your soul. Those are things that you can control. Focus on that instead of focusing on what you can't control. Okay? So all that to say, trust the transition, please. I know it could be so rocky. I know it could be so hard. I know it could be so defeating and just not feel good. Trust it. I promise. I promise you everything is working out in your favor, whether you can see it or not and whether you believe that or not. Listen, fake it till you make it. Even if you don't believe it, just keep telling yourself that because it's the truth. Regardless of if you believe it or not, it's the truth. It really is the truth. So please, for anyone who's going through something, anyone who's going through a difficult time, who's going through an overwhelming time, who's going through a trying time, this is just a short hurdle. This is just a period. This is not going to be forever. It's not, okay? This is a transition period because you're about to hit the greatest season of your life. And I promise that. Receive that because I'm saying it. (laughs) Receive it. You are about to hit the greatest season of your life. This is transition. All you have to do is get through it. All you have to do is get through it. Easier said than done. Trust me, I know. But you got this. And I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. So I hope y'all enjoyed that little story time and just my little testimony or whatever. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for bearing with me through my hiatus and just checking in on me and just demanding episodes. We're back. We're better, like I said, and stay tuned for more episodes. Gardenia blessings to each of you.